Well, I wonder if you've ever been stabbed in the back. That ever happened to you? But it has. Most of us in this room can probably identify with this. There's nothing more painful than being let down, betrayed by somebody that you trust. In one of my previous roles, a few of my colleagues and I were preparing for an important conversation with a leader of a particular organization. And uh, we really believed that we need, needed to come together and challenge a decision that he'd made. And if you've ever had something like this happen with you, you might be able to identify this. We got together. We had a chat about the problem. We didn't want to be two-faced about it. We wanted to be open and transparent. And so we got together. We rehearsed together uh, what we felt the problem was. We agreed uh, kind of a script on how we would do things. And uh, we went in uh, to see him and, and have a... a, a an honest conversation. So you can imagine, uh, we get in there, and I'm the spokesperson, you know, typical, isn't it? And uh, I get in there, and uh, I start with my rehearsed, uh, agreed script and of uh, conversation, and uh, one of my colleagues turns around and says in front of everybody, well, I totally disagree with Mark. Now, he'd been part of the group that had uh, rehearsed all of this and decided something needed to be said. And I can't begin to tell you how let down, how hurt I felt that somebody who had kind of egged me on and pushed me to the front just threw me under the bus and said, good luck. I was stabbed in the back and it hurt. And I've got to be honest, it still hurts, even today. And that's something that many of us in this room and perhaps those listening online can identify with. Because the reality is, a lot of us know what it's like to be stabbed in the back. It really hurts. And to get betrayed by somebody that you really trust is really agonizing. I know that this is true for many of us here. You've had a close friend, a trusted colleague, maybe even a parent betray you. And there's no doubt about it, betrayal is one of the hardest experiences to bounce back from. But I want you to know that we're not alone when it comes to experiencing betrayal. Because Jesus experienced betrayal uh, in the worst way possible. You remember that uh, Jesus chose 12 uh, young men to follow him, to be his disciples. And for three years, they traveled around everywhere together. Uh, they sat around campfires every night, eating, laughing, telling stories. Every day they walked together for miles and miles. They listened to Jesus teach. They stood with him as he took on the religious elite. They watched him perform incredible miracles. And they themselves performed uh, incredible uh, miracles in his power. They even watched this guy raise a dead man to life from the dead. It was incredible. These guys were so tight. They were like family. They were incredibly close and devoted to each other. And yet after all of that, one of them betrayed him. And that one, you all know, is Judas. And uh, he turned Jesus over to the religious leaders and uh, the Romans who uh, executed him. And I want to think about that with you this morning. I, I mean, just think about it. One of Jesus' most trusted friends was the one who did that. When's the last time we even thought about how on earth did Jesus feel? Given the fact that such a 
trusted individual was the one who betrayed him. Uh, you and I, and I alone in being betrayed. We have a saviour who knows exactly what that feels like. So this morning I want to pick up on this little series that we were doing before uh, Easter on villains. Because uh, you know I like a good villain and uh, I just want to re-explore some of that uh, with you. Uh, Judas, uh, who we'll find out isn't much different to you and me actually, is a guy with a story. And there's some important lessons about faith as we seek to understand just why he did what he did. And so I want us to reflect on that and see what we can learn uh, from him. Um, we're going to read through the story of his betrayal. And to help us, we're going to use uh, a literary device known as a harmony uh, of the gospel narrative. In other words, what we're going to do is we're going to pick up the story about Judas from two of the gospels. So if you've got a Bible or a Bible app or there's a Bible at the end of your pew, why don't you open it to the gospel of Matthew and the gospel of Luke? And we're going to pull both of these accounts together and try and get a, as big a picture and as an in-depth picture as we possibly can of what's going on with Judas as we harmonize those two accounts and try to understand more about him. So Luke and Matthew, first of all we're going to turn to Luke chapter 22 and uh, we're going to read the first six verses. Now, the festival of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching. And the chief, chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus. They were afraid of the people. And Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Now, if you flip over to Matthew's gospel, we're going to go to chapter 26, verse 20. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he hadn't been born. Go back to Luke. Keeping up. Luke 22. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up. And the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was uh, going to happen. They said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, am I leading a rebellion that you've come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you didn't lay a hand on me. This is your hour when darkness reigns. And then final time, we'll dip back into Matthew 27. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. 
When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. Now the story of Judas really is a tragic tale. He betrayed the very Son of God, for goodness sake. Think about that. He betrayed the Son of God. And in the end, when he realized that his betrayal would actually lead to Jesus' death, well, he was so filled with remorse that he returned the money and took his own life. So what's going on here? Why in the world, for instance, would Judas have done any of this? I don't know if you've ever thought about that. I, I think there are some things we need to understand about Judas, and certainly about the world that he lived in. So just to give it a bit of historical context for a moment, the people of Israel, as you know, were living under the oppressive rule of the Romans. They were an occupying force, and the uh, Israelites were being crushed by heavy taxes. Soldiers walked their streets, treating people however they, they wanted to. And the Jews just weren't free to live like they wanted. And they were tired and fed up of Roman occupation. But they hung on in there because the people of Israel really believed that God would deliver them. Deliver them, free them from all of this. A Messiah was coming who would save them from this tyranny. God would send a, a mighty warrior to lead them to an incredible military victory. And so it's hardly surprising that many of Jesus' followers ended up misunderstanding Jesus' role in all of this. Because many, as you read through the gospel accounts, many people actually thought that Jesus was this great military ruler, this Messiah figure who was going to come and bring a military victory and long-awaited freedom. And then as you read through the accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see that slowly but surely, the disciples in particular watch Jesus, and they listen to him teach, and they come to realize the truth that actually Jesus wasn't here to lead a rebellion. He wasn't here to lead an uprising. He wasn't here to lead an army. He wasn't a military messiah at all. He came to serve, to heal, to love, and ultimately to suffer. This was definitely not the kind of Messiah the people were anticipating. And I think that's part of Judas's problem. See, I, I, I want to say something. Before you think I'm a heretic, just stick with me. I don't think Judas was a horrible person. Just, just consider him for a moment. He was a... He was a, an all right guy. He, he, he was horribly disappointed, and that led to some incredibly bad choices. But mes, the Messiah, you see, that Judas was expecting, the man he pinned his hopes on, 
turned out to not be the guy he'd been following for three years. I think Judas became quite bitter. I think he became quite angry. In his mind, he'd spent these last three years of his life following a hoax. And Judas was incredibly disappointed. Remember the children? Disappointment. Disappointment when things don't go as you hope, as you plan. When you open an Easter egg box and there's gravy in it. But we all identify with that. Because all of us sat here have been let down. We've been disappointed by things. Dare I say it? A lot of us here have really felt disappointed by God at times. Maybe you feel like you've been trying to do what's right for years. You've been careful to do what God wants your entire life. And then you feel that, well, he should come through for me, shouldn't he? he and he doesn't. You, you don't make the team. You, you do fail the exam. You don't get the promotion that you've been eagerly wanting. Your parents still get a divorce. Your grandparents still has cancer. You're still lonely. How many of us can identify with any of those things? We like a good bargain with God, don't we? Or if you do this for me, God, I'll... And sometimes we end up feeling very disappointed with God. We feel like we follow him, and then he lets us down. And sometimes we're no different from Judas. Judas had expectations, and Jesus didn't meet them. And what happened next is very interesting. Because what happens next is an opportunity. Judas ran into an opportunity to make some money. Now, if you read through the entire gospel story, you'll find out that Judas actually had a little bit of a problem when it came to money. Uh, he acted as the treasurer for Jesus and, and his disciples. And, well, sometimes he, he decided to help himself to the purse. He had a weakness. And so when the opportunity came to walk away from Jesus and make some money, <laughs> he took it. And so, as we read, he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Hear me out. Again, honestly, I don't think we're all that different from Judas. See whether you can spot this in your life. I know I can see it in mine. I've seen it over and over again. When I feel disappointed... When I feel like God has let me down, shock of shocks, opportunities seem to come my way to do something I shouldn't. Opportunities that relate to a specific weakness that I have in my life. Maybe for you it's, it's friends that aren't exactly good for you and your faith. Maybe it's temptation to go to a specific website, or maybe it's a temptation to overindulge in something. We all have weaknesses, and it's so important to understand what our weaknesses are. Because I'm telling you, when we get disappointed with God, those opportunities come. And we will stray off into areas of weakness, of sin. Judas's weakness was money. What's your weakness? When we feel disappointed, we often feel tempted to run to our weaknesses and end up making poor choices. Can you identify with that? 
What can we learn from Judas then? Well, I think the first thing we need to learn from Jesus is uh, from Judas is that misunderstanding Jesus is really dangerous to your faith. See, bottom line, Judas misunderstood Jesus, who he was, what he came to do. Perhaps more accurately, he was unwilling to let Jesus be Jesus. See, the problem is Judas already had a script. He, he anticipated how things would work. The Messiah was going to be a military hero. He was going to overthrow the Romans and lead Israel to freedom. A Mel Gibson character. Freedom! And the danger is he misunderstood Jesus. And misunderstood who Jesus is. And I challenge you this morning, do you misunderstand who Jesus really is? When Jesus revealed that he wasn't there to overthrow the Romans, Judas was scuppered. He just couldn't accept him. And dare I say it, I think we are all prone to make that mistake from time to time. Because in our minds we have a script. We believe that Jesus is going to do certain things in a certain way. He's going to help us fulfill our dreams. He's going to give us the things we really want. And when we think and when we act like that, well, we're acting like we're at the center of the universe. Instead of God. Listen, don't get me wrong. God cares about us all deeply. But let's not forget this morning, God is following his own script. Not yours, not mine. I think we sometimes fall into the mistaken belief that Jesus is supposed to be following us instead of the other way around. So let's be careful not to make the same mistake as Judas. Don't try to make Jesus fit into your script. Instead, we should strive to fit our lives into his script. The second lesson is quite simple. The second lesson is this, that hidden sin can do incredible damage in our lives. As I mentioned a moment ago, Judas had a problem. He had a weakness for money. He was in the habit of stealing it from the treasury, dipping his fingers into the purse. He, he loved money a little too much and didn't have boundaries around money. And in the end, he chose to betray Jesus for money. And in essence, his hidden sin played a big factor in his betrayal. I just want to challenge us all this morning. If we have sin in our lives that we aren't dealing with, what's the old saying? Be sure your sins will find you out. It will make a mess of things. It will eventually hurt you and the people around you. And whatever you're struggling with, whatever your secret sin is, the best thing you can do is confess it to God. And if appropriate, get some serious help with that. Understand that sin is very powerful and it will wreak havoc in your life if you try to hide it. This morning, I hope we've seen that Judas, though he became a villain wasn't really a horrible person. He was a normal person, just like you and me, who made a horrible mistake. He was disappointed. He was disillusioned. And that gave 
way for weakness in his life. I pray that we won't make the same mistake as Judas. Let's let Jesus be Jesus. And let's look for ways that we can fit into God's script rather than trying to make God in our image. Let's be honest about our struggles. Let's take time before we go away from this service this morning to confess to God our secret sins, our weaknesses. And so see these things lose their powerful grip on our lives and help us to live according to God's plan. Judas is an interesting fella. And I hope and pray that we've learned some stuff from him.